Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the Spurs Insider Podcast. We are here at Spurs Insider Podcast headquarters inside the secure room with the soundproof walls. And this week we have the brilliant, we are joined by the brilliant, the talented, the diligent, it's a special episode, the hardworking Tom Orsborne of the San Antonio Express News, and also Jeff McDonald. Um, <laughs> We have a lot to get into this week. We have we are a year a week into the new season. Uh, the Spurs are starting to develop their personality, their identity, if they have one yet. What sticks out to you, Tom Orsborn, as to um, what happened during the first week well, of the season? What he's asking you is, uh, what have we learned about ourselves? <laughs> uh, well, you know, defense was a big theme of this training camp, preseason and training camp. Have we seen that much improvement? so far no um yeah um you know and um uh damari carroll was supposed to be a big big part of that conceivably tom tom is now voicing the concerns of spurs nation in the spurs insider podcast i think he's he's been because the fandom is is very upset about the lack of damari carroll they spent all this money on damari carroll he hasn't played um through the first two games that's probably not as big of a deal as some people are making it out to be. I think that eventually there's going to be minutes for everybody. Um, but what do we think about, I mean, add, add on to the defense thing. Is is he the answer? Who is the answer? Will it get better? I don't know. In spots, we've seen things. Uh, the the Stopping Bradley Bill with, with the backcourt everyone wants to see. Uh, mm-hmm. Derek White and DeJounte Murray, that was nice. But the, it's still an ongoing problem in transition. Um, you know, we're just seeing so many of the things we saw last year. And uh, granted, it's early, but I think there's a little bit of concern there. Um, you know, it's kind of how they started last year. And then the other thing for me that stands out is De- uh, uh, DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge have kind of s- traded places. Last year, LaMarcus started so slow. This year, it's uh, uh, DeMar, although, you know, he's come on when it counts in the fourth quarter. That, um the end of the Wizards game was probably DeMar at his best. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be a guy that does that every game, but when people look back and say, what did DeMar add to this team? They don't win that game without him. Yeah. Part of it had to do with, we can get into this later, the DeJounte Murray minutes restriction type of thing. But he was the guy who carried the offensive load down the stretch. He was making mid-range jumpers, which aren't supposed to be efficient anymore and, and probably aren't, but... Without him hitting those mid-range shots in that game, they probably don't win that game against yeah. a not very good team from the East. Well, people had forgotten this by by April last year, but he started last year doing that too for the Spurs. You, the yes. game I remember specifically was a game at L.A. Right. against LeBron, went to overtime, and DeMar just made play after play, shot after shot in that game. So it's something he's shown that he can be able to do. It's just this weird thing where you only remember when he screws it up. Yeah. Right. A lot of closer of talk last year. Yeah. And, and there's there's a lot of the talk of, oh, they beat the Wizards, big deal. You know, they're a, a lottery team from the East and probably aren't going to 
push a lot of teams this year, and they should win that game. But it doesn't change the fact that without DeMar DeRozan playing yeah. that way down the stretch, they probably take a pretty terrible loss. Yes. Well, the Knicks game, too, 10 mm-hmm. points. Um, you know, he finishes with 13, has 10 in the fourth quarter, has a stretch of big baskets. He also had two big assists on corner threes from uh, DeJounte and um, uh, Bryn. So we're saying give that man his extension. I don't think that we're there yet. And um, as the capologists have pointed out, that's not a pressing need. There was a point, I, I think, when there was a perception that there was a, a decision facing the Spurs right away. They had to decide whether to, to extend them or not. I don't think that deadline actually it's, comes it's, up until it's June, next June. Yes, yeah. But I didn't know you could major in capology. I might have looked into that you, besides That was journalism. not an option for you? No, it was not. Um, but yes, there I, are I was going to major in baseball capology. The, the, um, the DeJounte Murray experiment so far. Experiment? Uh, this is a... Well, in terms of minutes restrictions and how they're kind of reinserting right, right. him into the rotation. I'm, I'm nitpicking everything your, your is kind nomenclature of, here. Go ahead. Everything is kind of experimental with this team from top to bottom because of how oddly it is kind of conceived and constructed. Um, and maybe experiment isn't the right word there, but he, he can only play how many minutes per game through the first week or two? 20, 25? Somewhere like in there. Well, 20, it was 23. Yeah. It was 23 last game, and they didn't want to – like they felt like the five seconds was – He hasn't – yeah, hasn't played more than 24. Yeah. yeah. So – and you probably do not want him sitting the entire second and third quarters. Right. Because that's just anybody who's done anything athletic knows you do something athletic, then you sit for an hour. You're not going to be great after an hour's rest. And you kind of want him to be the starter of the future and get to know how to play with those guys. And that line has been pretty good, by the way. So they're kind of stuck in this spot for the, the short term, maybe, of having to start him or choosing to start him and then not being able to play him in the closing few minutes of tight games like happened against the, the Wizards. Um, I think a lot of people are sort of wondering when that's going to change. We don't know that yet, I don't think. But for now, like, it's not the worst thing in the world to have him start and then have a guy like Derek White as a, as sure. a finisher. Sure. And, again, it's, this is sort of a temporary thing. It's not going to last all season or all month or anything like that. So, I, again, I, that's something else I kind of got on Twitter a little bit this week is can't they just organize this so DeJounte can start and finish? And the answer is, I mean, they could, but maybe that's not optimal. And even so, it's, it's a short-term kind of, kind of problem. He he's been really good so far. Yeah, I would I mean, say so for a guy coming off of sure. major knee surgery, sure. especially the the jump shot that we all heard was going to be this revelation. It's probably not totally there yet, but it's not terrible. It's, it's in not, between. It's not what he was. Yeah, a couple. It's of years It's definitely improved. Ago. You can see it for sure. And just the energy. Tom alluded to this earlier. The defense isn't there yet, but he's been decent in terms of being active on defense and getting in people's faces. They didn't really have a guy last year that could do. I mean, I, I don't know if we're allowed to bring up this guy's name anymore in San Antonio, but could do what Kawhi did, mm-hmm. where it's it's a it's a steal and a layup or a rebound and a layup. They didn't have that guy on the floor last year, and just those three, four extra baskets a game are, are can be pretty huge, especially when you're um, you know in these tight games that they're in. Yeah, it, it it really is remarkable that he's he's playing at this clip so early, coming off that injury, and he's um, putting up a lot of numbers in in a uh, in the context of a minutes restriction. Like he's just packing yeah. that box score, yeah, and Rebounds, still not playing steals, steals, 
Some turnovers. Some turnovers. But that's points. to be expected. Points. Or maybe him not playing in the fourth has allowed DeMar to do what, yeah. what he does. I, I think that's definitely uh, – like DeMar is not the point guard, but he does a lot of point guardish things. I mean, the yeah. offense runs through him down the stretch. So that could be part of it is that um, – and that's something I hadn't even thought of before. Maybe DeMar is playing better whenever he is kind of the focal point of the offense. And so you're seeing those fourth quarters from DeMar, and that could be kind of a blessing in disguise to get him going a little bit. What, to, what Jeff mentioned earlier about the Kawhi Leonard-type fast-break baskets, when this offense slowed down last year, that was the thing. Like, it was so hard for them just to get easy buckets. And yeah. easy buckets yeah. are highly underrated in this league. Yeah. And DeJounte can get you those. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That half court last year, was it was just, can DeMar DeRozan or LaMarcus Aldridge make some kind of impossible shot? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they can, and you have you have a good night. And when they, when, but when they don't, when they do normal human things – you struggle, and yeah, so you can you can get the offense going just by Dejounte Murray steals an inbounds pass and goes and dunks it. Yeah, the the way that the Spurs have played so far is is and and identity questions are kind of trite and cliche and uh, just overdone usually, but I'm gonna overdo it here anyway. D- does this team know how it wants to win yet? Pop mentioned pregame on the season opener that this might be the uh, most unidentifiable core that he's ever had or has had in a long time? Or are we getting closer to seeing that? No, I can't make heads or tails of this yeah. team yet. Stay stay close and let uh, DeMar DeRozan do his thing. I mean, that seems to be the ingredient so far. Uh, that's not a way that's built to last. Uh, the, dif- the defensive numbers, like you mentioned, Tom, have not been good. How about the eye test of the defense? Is 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 it a different defensive team than it was a year ago? Will it get there? I mean, because you have DeJounte Murray out there, you have a little more dynamism. I mean, there's there's more dynamic plays that you see, but then there's still those where, like, just some assignment bust, miscommunication, and it's layup after layup after layup. I mean, I I think the more the I think the one on one defense when you're talking about whoever DeJounte Murray is guarding is is probably better than it was at any point last year. But I don't know that team wise they're there yet. A lot of people will point to the second unit mm-hmm. and some deficiencies in that group. Yeah, they're not uh, going to get into. They're that. not going to guard <laughs> much of much of anybody. I don't think. With yeah, these these second group. unit features two fan favorites, Patty Mills and Marco Bellinelli. Well, it's funny is they're fan favorites for the people in the arena. Yes, but the people on Twitter like hate everybody that the people in the arena like. It's a weird dynamic. <laughs> hence, we can get into that some other my, time. Hence my joke. Why not get into it now? Uh, should Marco Bellinelli and Patty Mills continue to get the second team run that they've been getting so far? And I have no problem with it either way. I, I'm just looking for a hot take here to kind of sell the Spurs Insider podcast oh, tell them and where the they Spurs can, Nation newsletter. Tell them where they can find all that stuff. You can. I did some research this week because we've been having some, some problems with people being able to listen to the podcast on expressnews.com, which is your home for all your Spurs needs. Um, but you can get the podcast anywhere you can get podcasts. Just search Spurs Insider Podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on down the line, all all, all your home for me, podcasts. Does, does the podcast have like a brick-and-mortar store that I could go to and purchase this podcast? Is that, I, I don't know how podcasts We're work. We're looking to open one in Times Square next to Bubba Gump Shrimp Company and the NBA store. But that has not happened yet. Would that we'll we'll provide updates on that throughout the year. My favorite, uh, next to my favorite Italian restaurant, the Olive Garden. <laughs> yes, when Jeff goes to New York, he likes to eat at the Olive Garden. 
Sponsors. The, sponsors. Gunning for sponsors here. We'll take it. Um, what were we just talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Lon- Lonnie Walker's minutes are going to come. <laughs> I mean, See, that's uh, why he's here, to keep yeah. us on topic. His, the Ringo Starr, as he just mentioned before the podcast, yes. right outside the secure area, before we went into the soundproof eggshell <laughs> walls, Tom Worsborn said, do you really want me on this podcast? I'm the Ringo Starr of this group. Ring- A, Ringo Starr kept the rhythm. Ringo Starr was highly underrated. B, Ringo Starr might be the only person still alive because, as Jeff mentioned, Paul McCartney right. actually died in 1963. That's right. So you should wear your Ringo stardom with pride. I, I do. I like Ringo a lot. Yeah. I, I, um, Ringo, I play drums. Yeah, I mean, Lonnie Walker's minutes are going to come. There's no doubt about For it. Sure. It's It's, you know, it's going to happen. So just hold on, people. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I just don't feel like yelling about the rotation after after two or three games. Nobody I just does. don't. Well, like no, three, somebody three, does. Three people do. Somebody does. <laughs> well, they all like to talk to me. They so. do. There's a mute button on Twitter that's really I found really it. great. I found it. The it is legitimate if we're talking about you know heading into the playoff games that they need to win to make the playoffs and and the the devil's advocate is well you need to win games in October too well they won them. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why you can play those lineups against the Knicks and the Wizards because you're probably going to beat the Knicks and Wizards even if Patty Mills and Marco Bellinelli are playing bad on defense. Like, why get upset about those guys playing in those games when it? You, to me, the 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 project, the 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 goal with with a guy like Marco Bellinelli for October, November, December, is he's under contract. He's he's going to be on your team for this year. Use this these first couple of months to find out if he still has something. Right. He obviously has a skill set or or a particular skill in three point shooting that is not common up and down the Spurs roster. So I don't see the harm in finding out over the next month or so if he's still has anything to offer you. And if he doesn't, well then you're done with him. You kind right. of just banish him to the end of the bench, make him right. inactive. But but to me, it's it's a plus for this team if he does contribute because he, I mean, if if he can prove that he cannot hurt you on defense so badly and can still knock down open shots, sure, you can use that guy throughout the year. And if he doesn't, then you're done with him and give more minutes to Lonnie Walker. Conversely, I understand like when people will ask me, well, why doesn't Lonnie Walker play more? Why doesn't Damari Carroll play at all? And your answer is, well, because Marco Bellinelli has that spot. Like I understand why that is That's aggravating to some people and aggravating. Yes. But I think it'll come. And, right. and, and those other two guys, in Carroll and Walker, you can see for, for two different reasons. Lonnie, because he's young. Carroll, because he's new to the team. They, they will become more and more prepared to contribute throughout the course of a season. Um, Bellinelli, he kind of is what he is, and he's not going to be better a few months from now than he is now. He just kind of is. So I, I, I can sort of see... I totally see the the frustration with those two guys sitting while Bellinelli plays. If you're a fan and you want to see those other two guys, that's great. But it's still October, and eventually those guys will be will get the minutes. Like Tom says, the minutes will be there, and it doesn't hurt to have them continue to get their reps, you know, in practice whenever that might be, just to be more prepared to contribute. I, I don't think it's the crisis that a, a, I just, a few random people. I didn't realize Damari Carroll had so many fans until this past week. He's he's the backup well, quarterback. Yeah. People haven't seen him yet, so he's yeah. got to be great. Yeah, but you do want to see. Him. I mean, I agree. It's just it is a little odd, but you know, give it some time. Yeah, but I, it is. I mean, I, I assume that Damari Carroll's kind of perturbed. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, by <laughs> the fact that he, I mean, he chose, he could have gone anywhere. He chose to come here, not just for the money. I assume that he wanted to play a little bit, but I, I think that there will be ways to get him on the court. Um, the, one of the since the last podcast, the surprise of opening night because we were Jeff and I when 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 Tom was big time in us doing his Ringo Starr stuff away from here. With Jeff his all-star band. I just yeah. thought of a Ringo's real name, Richard Starkey, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. When During the last podcast, we were kind of taking it for granted that Yaka Pertle was going to be the starting That's right. center. That's right. And because he had kind of asserted himself as such during the preseason, and it turns out that he's not. That A fellow named Trey Lyles is now the starting center or power forward, if, depending on how you want to look at it. What – does Trey Lyles offer, and is he long for this world? Is he? I do think it's himself? interesting that we just talk about Demar Carroll isn't playing because he's new and takes some while to learn the reps, and then yeah. here's Trey Lyles who is new, also had pneumonia for a month, mm-hmm. and is starting opening night. So well, it could go either also, way. I, it is different. It is a different position, which is right. which is Trey Lyles plays a place at a place where they are thin. Demar Carroll plays at a position where they are stacked, and so it's it's a numbers game. But to your question, what does Trey Lyles? Bring I think the 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 uh, the way he's best described was Demar Derozan on opening night, and it was, it was a compliment. But he said he doesn't get in anybody's way. Smooth. Yeah. He Smooth. doesn't get in anybody's way. He yeah. does. He's not a guy that you've got to feel, like. That starting lineup has so many people that they need the ball in their hands, or they're they're not really helping you. Mm-hmm. Trey Lyles is a guy that doesn't get in anybody's way, and he'll go. The first night he went and got eleven rebounds. Um, He's the Ringo star, the starting five. <laughs> I mean, yeah. One thing I think that would make him better, and we haven't even seen him try yet, is to is to show that stretch forwardness. Sure. Sure. Yeah. To hit the right. even if it's not a three pointer, just some stretch four type stuff. I don't know that he's tried any kind of jump shot. Right. At this but point. But he's but he's known to have at least the potential for that particular ability. and I don't know if this is a long-term starting lineup Probably I don't know not. I mean it's sort of it, it, in a different way it reminds me of Dante Cunningham starting a bunch of games last year at the three it's just I, it just happens one way just to play um armchair Greg Popovich here the way even though Trey Lyles and, and Damari Carroll are two different players and technically different positions if you want to say that what Trey Lyles is actually playing right now as power forward, and LaMarcus is the true center. You could move like a Rudy Gay into the starting lineup as power forward and then have Damari yeah. back yeah. up that position and yeah. take Trey Lyles completely out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and continue to have Pirtle as your backup center. Yeah. And that's they, probably going to happen at some at point. At some point, yeah. They do seem to like to have two like size in that front court, though. Right. Like, and Rudy, like Rudy Gay is size. kind of a – it's he can pass at that position against certain teams. It probably wouldn't have worked against the New York Knicks and nope. their 19 power forwards, but we could probably see that in some small ball situations. And we did last year. Mm-hmm. Lamarcus well, steady as she goes. Yeah, well, he just mm-hmm. kind of does what he does. Yeah. There were there were games last year when he had, you know, the big 40 point outburst, but that's not really what you expect from him on a night to night basis. He'll get his quiet 20, his quiet nine or ten rebounds. And on a team like this, it's it. on the one hand, you'd like to see an alpha dog take over on nights when they need it. But on the other, if a strength of this team is that so many different guys can take over at a given time, it's kind of okay that LaMarcus isn't demanding that all the time. Like, he's totally cool with... Cool. <laughs> that's one of his just... Catchphrases. Huge yeah. catchphrases. Yeah. 
it's he's he's cool with letting somebody else take over. And if Demar wants to take over down the stretch, cool. If Dejounte wants to to take over for a while, cool. Um, and that doesn't make him an All Star or an All Pro or the cornerstone of a franchise, maybe. But I think it works fine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But. You know, there's something to be said for a guy that can do 20, 20 and almost 10 every night. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's not easy to do. Yeah, it isn't. Uh, you know, he shows up. He's a pro. I mean, he's, he's become he's, that kind of hard hard hat. And that's the word that he used. Yeah, yeah, hard hat. Yeah, which I don't think that was always his reputation before, yeah. before Absolutely he got Absolutely not. Here. Yeah, you know. That's not... I don't even think that's who the Spurs thought they were signing yeah. when they signed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They thought they were signing... I mean, he was their highest profile free agent signing from another team. Of all time. Yeah. They thought they were getting a star. Well, even if they got so, this, he would still be the highest profile. He still is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Free agent but signing. But I'm just saying. So he's know, bought he, in totally. He's, he's, he's bought yeah. in. The, the Spurs have not been particularly um, shocking or headline grabbing to the first week of the season. But the rest of the league kind of, if you want, just want to get into this at the end of this Spurs Insider podcast, like the West is, there are no bad teams do in the West. You, do you think the four of us right here, sitting right here could beat the Warriors, though? We're also joined uh, observing in the secure location by sports editor Nick Talbot. Um, I'm, and I'm just not, I'm not, I don't guard stiff. That's the only thing. And uh, Somebody the, else the answer to that question is no. Oh, but Hot take over there. But... <laughs> I posed this question kind of jokingly the other day because uh, the the Warriors clearly, I mean, it's it's been a couple of games. They're not as bad as they've looked. But a, a, uh, an argument could be made that the best team in basketball over the last three, four years, the, the Golden State Warriors, and the worst team in basketball, for sure the Western Conference over the last three or four years, the Phoenix Suns, like are pretty comparable in terms of their playoff outlook. And if you ask which one would you rather be, for the rest of the season, the Suns of the Warriors, the answer is probably the Warriors, but it's not that obvious. Like the Suns were supposed to be the worst team, and they're pretty—they're looking pretty okay. I mean, I've—I I think I've sat in this chair, going back to the summer, and said it to other people. Like I'm not—I wasn't positive the Warriors are making the playoffs. Yeah. When you're going through the list, well, who you know, if the Lakers are definitely going to jump in there, who's going to fall out? The Warriors were always on my list as of a team that had the potential to do that because they're. You're down to two two of those four two of your four all-stars are gone. You're down yeah. to two of them and the infrastructure behind them is not very good and never was. I mean, I think what we're learning is Kevin Durant was really good at basketball and Clay Thompson was too. Yeah, for sure, but I think we're we're learning, I might be being pedantic here, but we're learning maybe even more about Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston. And yeah, all oh, the guys, sure, sure, all sure. All the guys that they had sure, for those sure. random yes. minutes, like they were sure. way more important than we thought. Sure, oh, now absolutely. Because they're just playing dudes that shouldn't be out there. And they look, they've got some injury problems too, so they're also not even playing the dudes that shouldn't be out there. They're playing those, the dudes that were behind the dudes that shouldn't be out there. So I've, I've gotten some feedback about the Spurs Insider podcast that I say um too much. Like Jeff likes to say dude, I'm just saying. The What? <laughs> the uh, If we all went... According to like which words we overuse, you like to talk about. You like to say the word "dude." Do I? Yes. All right. Cool. Ringo's best post Beatles song: <laughs> "Photograph" or the No No song. That's the No No song sounds like something off Elmo, so I'm gonna go with the other one. Yeah. The Yellow Submarine. What was Ringo's best Beatles song? Period. Ah, 
little help from my friends. Ah, there you go. Because the rest of them were like goofy, like almost Weird Al songs. Like yeah. Yellow Submarine and what have you. He's Yellow got Submarine. a good recent song called La Da that I really like. Check this it is, out. This is taking a turn. <laughs> this is... the what, what odds would you give your Spurs having having seen that there's no bad teams in the West? Oh, we, gosh, we can, we can do the, We can do this every week. You're still looking at six, seven, eight. Uh, you're still looking at six, seven, eight. You're being, you're that optimistic. No, nah, do, do, well, do, do you think gun to your head? And yeah. there, we have no guns here in the secure location. But gun to your head, do the Spurs make the playoffs this year? Yes. As of yes, yes. Tom Ringo says yes. Jeff McDonald. I suppose. I suppose. I mean, I'm, and, and, until I see clear evidence, like I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt until I still see clear evidence otherwise. I agree. I agree. It's ridiculous. To, uh, if we were saying that they were going to make them make the playoffs, I mean, right now they're on. The they're started, on. I mean, it's ridiculous to reevaluate after one week. D- depending on when uh, people are listening to this, right now they're on pace for a franchise record eighty-two wins. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. But there, there are just no easy wins in the. Which West is right why now. you got to beat New York at home and Washington at home, and even yeah. if it looks crappy, yeah. like you have to win those games. They kind of did what they're supposed to they do. They the took week. care of business. They blew nobody away. Yes. The. Upcoming, just real quick, the up, upcoming road trip, um, this should definitely be out there before the visit to the Clippers on Thursday. Tom, you'll be covering that. What are you looking for out of that game? Well, I would say, and, thank goodness they're playing the, the Warriors. <laughs> Got to get a W in there. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be tough, even with Paul George out. I mean, uh, that's that's a tough, tough win for them. And uh, But the good news, the next night you go to uh, – the Warriors' new digs in yeah. San Francisco, and looking forward to the, should have forward a split to, to the San Francisco part of the road trip. Uh, you, is is that a good change for you as a traveling beat writer, Tom? Leaving Oracle Arena and going to the yeah, no chase? more Bart. Yeah, uh, yeah, San Francisco. Um, yeah, great place. Know it well. I'll, I'll, <laughs> so, I'll, I'll miss Oakland a little bit, but yeah. Anyway, there'll be but plenty of times. Go ahead. It's, a, it's such a quick trip. I mean, you can't. You're in yeah. and out. Yeah. So. There'll be plenty of time to get into more of these road trips the rest of the year. Again, we thank you all for listening to the Spurs Insider Podcast. You can get it where you get your podcast. Sign up for the Spurs Nation newsletter where you get all of Tom's stuff. Tom's stuff is brilliant, insightful, just works hard every day, and then also occasionally gets some Jeff stuff. I got blisters on my fingers. Yeah, you're, you're the hardest working man. That's, in, that's another Ringo. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back next week. Y'all keep uh, taking care of each other and keeping it real. (laughs) 